1: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome to Claret and Blue. Um, I'm Matt Kendrick, and I'm joined by our Aston Villa writer, Ashley Priest. Ash, we've um, we've delayed this um, deliberately. It Was going to be me and Dan Dan Rollinson last night post match, but uh, I was still sulking and uh, couldn't be couldn't be trusted, so. Uh, a chance to calm down a little bit I'm a little <laughs> bit calmer I'm still still not not happy as you can tell but yeah we're here to here to dissect we're here to to lead the inquest I suppose into um this is this is um my maths on the back of a fag packet but 66 years name I think is that right 66 years without um wow. without winning that big trophy so yeah a big long intro that is but just tell us your, your initial thoughts about how it went for Villa yesterday
0: Really it was not the players were not you, Matt? You could be couldn't be bothered yesterday, could you? Couldn't be bothered. That's what that's what it was, really. The players aren't bothered. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother doing a podcast, forget you. Um yeah, very bad. Yeah, seven defeats on the spin now in the third round. And a good little draw as well. We had Stokes to look forward to in the following round. The cup run was on and then um just all just all fell apart, didn't it? That fall in a few minutes, it just then Don could on the ball, summed it up really. It was it was half soaked when it they weren't really bothered about it. Um, the game was there for the taking. I've never seen Unai Emery so 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 angry afterwards either. He was he was stunned with what he what, what he witnessed. He wasn't happy with what the players put out against Wolves. either, which is quite telling. So yeah, I'd love to be on a fly on the water that buddy more in that little manager meeting he will have with his staff. he will be effing and jeffing it a few behind closed doors. But yeah, not good enough. Uh, the fans are better yesterday. Very embarrassing, and we, we, we left with our towers between our legs. So. A shocker. A total shocker. Um, and, yeah, it's just... Spurs was what a little over a week ago now, and it's crazy. It's just so villa, isn't it? Go and beat Spurs. Everything's rosy. It's flying. And then a um, bit of a drab one against Wolves, and then to follow with, with Steve and his defeat is, is, is shocking. Where, where's he ranked for you, Matt? Bradford, two legs over Bradford. Is it, is it one yeah, of the worst I'm in just, history? I was thinking
1: about this. Obviously, obviously I'm a, a little bit older than you, but I was, I was thinking... Have we been? Have we lost to a lower-ranked team? Um, you know, in my Villa supporting lifetime, and obviously, yeah, the, the Bradford one was over two legs, and it was with Wembley within within touching distance. Um, we lost at Doncaster, I think, um, mm. under O'Leary a few, ago, a few years ago. They were in League One. I think Leighton Orient came and beat us um, at Villa Park under Lambert as well. They were they were in League One at the time. It's just, I think the, the thing that got me yesterday was almost, I don't know, a complacency, I think, you know. I don't think, listen, if, if, if Stevenage had come and were beating us after 60 minutes, you'd probably have had a chance to come to terms with it a little bit, but yeah. because it, well, the, the team and the stadium just thought it was, even though we played poorly, it was going to be a routine 1-0 win. We, those last, those last, Five or ten minutes just really shook me. To be honest, it just—I wouldn't say it came from nowhere because I think Stevenage. I mean, credit credit to them, to be fair, because they have had the 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 day day of their lives. The the you know caused the upset of their lives. I thought their fans were good. Uh, I thought that they looked the most likely, even when Villa Villa produced one moment of quality quality for me all game, and that resulted Mm -hmm. in the goal. But you know they've hit the bar. They've had a, a a goal ruled off for for offside. They've They've camped in when they've needed to, and been very resilient, and and, and made it difficult to, for Villa to find the way through them. So I think think they deserve a lot of credit. But for me, and I don't I don't want to lose grandeur because you don't just turn up and win a win a football match. But even your reserve your reserve team, or you know three or four first teamers and your reserve players, should be doing more to hurt your opponents like that. And I just thought it was a real. I don't know, I just did think, think they underestimated the opposition and just just were, were, they've let us all down, really.
0: Yeah, like a training game for me. Your, your are trying to bend one into the top corner every now and again, it's just ballooning everywhere. And yeah, very, very, very laboured, wasn't it? Um, like you say, we would have t- taken that one nil, okay, it was, it was scrappy, but the, the, the last few moments summed it all up. And I, I didn't have a problem with the, with the lineup, I really didn't. People I know hindsight's a good thing, but there's more than enough there. To beat to beat League Two, Stevenage for me. So the manager got got some pals afterwards for not going as strong as possible. But players need a bit of game time. The Coutinho's, it's they're they their, their points approved now. But the the failed miserably, didn't they? Really, I think only Sansom really came out of it with any any decent um any decency really. So yeah, the, the 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 lineup was strong strong enough for me. It's just down to mentality, and it has that been a has has that been an issue now for a while and. Is that honeymoon period over? When a new manager comes, you see him all running through walls for him, as, as they've have as I have done. But Emery mentioned yesterday, I've been here two months now. Are we seeing the true colours? Based on what we've seen there, A bit of complacency, as you said. Um, that mentality, that culture, it's 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 not good. And today, the, the debrief has recruitment been good enough? The recruitments and the playing, the, the the players that are there, has that been good enough? Question marks again. There's plenty, plenty there on that team sheet yesterday, over 130 million pounds worth of players out there, and the, they can't beat Stevenage. It says a lot.
1: Can I um, tell you one, one of my one of my old man theories? And I think if you think about all the effort and all the money and all the time that goes into every aspect of fine tuning footballers' names, so Bodymore Heath, you know to make the big the bench is bigger, the dugouts bigger at, at, at Villa Park, haven't we, because of the, the amount of yeah. backroom staff that you've got. You've got your nutritionalists, you've got your analysts, you've got your set-piece coaches, you've got all these roles. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because if the, if the football club can afford these things because they're getting vast riches from the, the Premier League broadcasting pot every year, use them best you can, but they do all these things, you know, the kind of bleak tests, the heart monitors and, and all of this, yet are reserve team players is enough done to keep them competitive to to, mm. to kind of almost get the rust off them basically and yep. it probably is like a, a man stuck in the past to say that they should bring back the the central central league reserve team league and stuff but what are they you know if you're if you're being if you're you're having thought you know I'm not I'm not saying they don't work hard in training of course they do and I'm sure they have a high-intensity level of training. But if you're coming in and you're playing three or four times a season, but you're being expected to play this kind of Emery ball, kind of real kind of possession-based football, even from the back, and you're playing against a team... Listen, Stevenage, however many places below Villa, in the, in the pyramid, what, 70 places, whatever whatever it might be. Yeah. But they're at it. They're, you know, they're towards the top of their division. They're playing competitively every every week. They're playing the game of their lives. And I just don't know whether enough is done. You know, I know Villa have been behind closed doors games and stuff like that, but I think it's quite an ask to go from doing, you know, from training to playing competitively like that. I just wonder if, they should, if, if there should be a system. I don't know what it is. I don't know how, you know, you can't just can't just re- revamp the reserve team system because Villa have been knocked out of a cup competition, but... I just feel that that you know you might say that Santam was probably probably one of Villa's brightest players, so that that would probably blow explode the the argument I've just had. But I just I don't know I find it find it really really weird because to me it's two cup competitions now where we've blown the chance to to progress um, and without turning this into too longer rant, I don't blame Emery for for picking the team that he did. But I equally don't think that Emery can escape criticism for this because we could see at half-time that, yes, Villa were winning 1-0 through a really well-taken goal. But yeah. we could also see that it was a very flat, lacklustre performance. Now, he saw that against Wolves, and it was like night and day against Wolves. We, we woke up in the second half and probably should have gone on and win that game. I didn't see that second half against Stevenage. I just thought, oh, we've got, well, we got a goal. You know, I don't know. I don't know Like to say. I'm, I, it's still a bit raw for me because I'm a massive, massive fan of the FA Cup. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, I, I'm not as old as I look. So I've hopefully still got a few more years left on the planet. But I'm almost kind of measure my <laughs> measure my life expectancy now. Will I live long enough to see Villa win the FA Cup? And unless they freeze me and then, then, then reawaken me in 200 years, I'm not sure I will. I've you still there. I bored you into submission.
0: <laughs> no, I just think, I think you're making excuses for the players. There, it's got to come from, from within for me. Um, Leon Bailey still st- he starts Premier League games. He started yesterday. Danny Ings started yesterday after his goal in midweek. I'm Just going through the team. Coutinho, come on! It's got to come from within. It was just just labour for me. I think you're making excuses for the players. There, There wasn't really a standard setter on the pitch, so maybe that was his. That was his excuse. Maybe throw, throw your Martinez in. Or your Ashley Young, or your Toro Mings, just, to, just to maintain that standard, because um, a lot of them just just weren't up to, weren't up to it really. The that, that second goal at the end summed it up. Had miles off it, wouldn't they? That pretty pretty embarrassing the way that that, that maneuvered it, like So so yeah, um, I think it's got to come from from within. It's got to got to be the player. You got got to dig in a bit more, and it's down to that character, down to that mentality. And I don't I don't think a few of the players have that, and I think that's what surprised me the most, really. Um, and maybe he alluded to afterwards, maybe to a bigger job than what 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 he first envisaged, really. Um, and he said the players, yeah, they've been they've been great up until now, but that's expected. It's a new manager, bounce. They all want they all want to come in and impress him. Now they've done now they've done done well at the start. they have taken the foot off the gas a little bit, and they're, they're cruising. And got found out yesterday. Almost got found out in the week as well against Wolves. So uh, we need a big big reaction on. Um, on Friday now. Just in the photo here with the FA Cup one, one of my favourite ones. That's all when we be there. That's going to so work. Back in 2000. In. 2000, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we we'll have to wait. I don't know whether I'll be there again for an FA Cup final. But, yeah, like you said, big opportunity miss Matt. And, yeah, I'm going to love the Cups as well, both of them. But they've tossed them away this year. Do you think
1: the. Um... You mentioned recruitment a while ago. Before I went off on one of my kind of um, standard ranty monologues, but do you think that the quality, if you scratch, if you scratch beneath the first eleven, the first first thirteen, do you do you think it's not there?
0: Um, possibly, yeah, possibly. Maybe we've we've believed the hype again, as I did in the summer, and it all all unravelled. Then, are the players up to it? Recent results will tell you this. Yes, they are given ten points out of the possible fifteen. They've, they've really done okay in that sense. But it's it's okay doing it against the, the bigger teams and where you you're soaking up the pressure. The emphasis is on the opposition team because that they're higher in the table. You're Villa beating your Man U's, your Brighton's, Tottenham's. It was a, a containing job and they did well on the break and they was really tuned into what tactically what Emery was saying. But against the lower sides now, we're going to find out a lot more about Villa Wolves. Nineteenth in the table. Villa struggled. They did. Stevenage, 59 places below them. They struggled yesterday to impose themselves. They couldn't break them down. It's all passing side to side. No one's really willing to throw the killer ball in or really go at them. So we've got Leeds coming up now, Friday. Southampton after that. It's the sides below you. You need to need to try and blow away and build that momentum, get, get that confidence back amongst the group. So but like say it's all, all well and good doing it against that containing job against sides above you. These teams below you need to pick up points and win games. And um can they go that and and, and do that? Just got to look at that mentality wise? Is, is this squad good enough? Question marks, isn't it, really? Given what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, but um, I'm sure Emery's. I, th- I think we'll, we'll see at least three three players come in now, Matt, in this in this window. Emery will have his, his first chance to shape his squad. A few players players will leave as well. So yeah, I think I think Emery wants to put his own stamp on this on his team and his squad. So so we'll see.
1: Just looking at some of the comments, Reece Webb saying, we need a proper winger. Bailey is too hit and miss. I mean, being hit and miss is normally a winger's prerogative, isn't it? You know, kind of blowing hot or cold. Um, Obviously, he's been the man in the spotlight in the last couple of home games, the last minute minute wasted chance against Wolves. And, you know... (laughs) He wasn't alone in being poor, but he he was pretty poor yesterday, considering that you'd expect his qualities to shine through against gets lower league opposition. What what what's your add you? Sum him more Ash? I
0: don't know, he's really enigma, isn't he? Really, yeah. His confidence was shot to bits yesterday. He just kept slipping over. He just were not his day. I'm surprised he lasted the ninety minutes. I'm surprised if Emery kept him on. I really was. Um. I've liked him. Previously, he's got his goal against Manu. He's been been that little bit of a game changer. He's got something many haven't got a bit of pace, that lightning speed. But um, it's what he does with it. Um, it's a funny we can we can debate all day in terms of goals and assists. He's got more than Buendia. Buendia costs a lot a lot more money than him. Um, but yeah, just that consistency, isn't it? It's a lot. That's what happens with wingers. Funny that it's interesting that Amy's put him up front now with, with Watkins as as a, as a striker. As opposed to that winger, um, yeah, a lot of money on Bailey hasn't really cracked it yet. Yeah, hit and miss, isn't it? It's just, I think, I think it's just too much hit and miss for me. One week he's okay and looking like he's the only player that's going to do something, and the next he's he's pretty 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 hopeless as he was yesterday. So, yeah, your take on him, Bailey?
1: Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think the. I don't think I said this against the after the Wolves, the Wolves game. I don't think it particularly works well when him and him and Cash are down the same flank because the, the beauty of Cash going forward is that he likes to kind of gallop into those into those spaces um and receive the ball on the overlap. Bailey doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really feed him the ball, ball on the overlap. Um so I don't know I don't I don't want to write him off because he's clearly got clearly got some magic in his boots and I know we've all seen the uh we put we've all seen the the show reels from from when he signed from you know from what he did in the Bundesliga so the quality's there I don't know whether I don't know he, he just frustrates the hell out of me and I, I think you know but people have heard me say the same against the previous about the previous winkers that uh, you know Trezor guy would blow hot and cold and El would blow hot and cold. Uh, but you know some of the when he when he gets the ball in dangerous areas, how often do you expect him to deliver? And I I when we first signed him, I expected him to to deliver consistently. Now I'm surprised if he delivers a quality ball into the box that somebody can get on the end of, or if he if he gets a shot away that's gonna, gonna trouble the goalkeeper. And I think for all all the tricks and flicks, I think I think we need we need a lot more more from him. Um I think that thing that um and again, this might be me being a bit naive or ignorant, but what I don't get—and I can take your point—that the first eleven that he put out there should have been strong enough to, to see off Stevenage. But if ba- Bailey's a regular starter for you and Cash is a regular starter for you, um, who else? Who else played? Who else started? Who, who's regular? Douglas Louise. Louise. Do Louise. If you can play them, and Bailey particularly got ninety, I think he did, didn't he? he got the whole ninety.
0: Yeah.
1: Why, why can't you play the others? Why can't yeah. you? Because they're going to play, potentially, well, they might not now after that, but they're going to play play six days later, five days later on a Friday night. I just don't, I can't understand it. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, now you mentioned that point. Yeah, why don't you chuck them all in go again? Um, I suppose suppose,
1: listen, you're increasing the risk of getting more injuries, and I think Cash went down, didn't he, with, with an injury. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I don't know, I... I've said this, when 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 Emery first joined Ash, and I, I stick by this, and I think the calibre manager that we've got in him, I think we're really lucky to have him, Raston Villa, so we should be able to attract, attract managers of a high calibre. But his CV shows that he can turn a club and turn a squad around. Um, we've seen enough glimpses, certainly in the league form, to suggest that he can come up with a way of play, playing that can can win football matches. So when he first arrived, I said, listen, we've got to hold our nerve. There's going to be some real kind of bumps in the road where things aren't going to go well and we're going to be disappointed and we're going to be frustrated. The United game at Old Trafford was one. This one is another one. So I'm not going to kind of veer from you know let's 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 hound let's let's hound Emery and give him a kick in and stuff like that. But equally, I can't, I can't completely excuse him of that because he knows, and he said so at his, his presser, and his pedigree shows that he's cup competitions are where he's at, albeit the European ones rather than the domestic ones normally. But we ain't going to get into the European ones unless he, <laughs> unless we have some success in the domestic cups or we, we fly out that league. So I'm just a little bit frustrated that. He couldn't have spotted the malaise, or if he did, he couldn't have fixed that a bit sooner. Because you know, some of the some of the approach, play, It was so there was a, a passage of play, second half, kicking towards the halt end, where I reckon we must have had the ball for about three minutes. Yeah, yeah. And we did absolutely sod all with it. And you know, yeah. I just think you've got to be you've got to force the issue a little bit more if you've got yeah. that quality you have got that, that that quality, which you should have if you're three divisions above a team, you've got to try and work, you know, even if they're resolute and sat in, you've got to try and move them around. Yeah. Better. You've got to do things quicker. You know, it was, um, like you said, like Coutinho was full of his, full of his, his flicks and tricks and his, his party piece of trying to bend it in the top corner. I'm not sure one of the, one of those chances came within six feet of the goal. Um, oh. I don't know, I'm just like I say, I'm just I mean Danger of becoming Ranty old man again because it's just it really, really frustrates me. You know, it's another year, another year wasted. in terms of winning
0: anything. Yeah, I know, I know. And um, yeah. Yeah, not, not not nice, Matt, what you say. It should have been a an easy, easy stroll in the park yesterday, it really should have been. And um I don't have more to say really. Yeah, I think Emory's Need to see the players, doesn't he? you can see him at Body Maurice and, and whatnot, but he needs to, he's giving them their chance yesterday and they failed him. The majority failed him. Katina's been itching for a game. Uh, Dendonka needs need some game time. They just failed him yesterday. Um, not not having that leader on the pitch. Danny Ng's been captain, he's never a captain. I think I'd have had one of them leaders on the pitch just to make sure, get the job done. Get Tora Ming starting or something, or William Martin is in goal, or right? even Ashley Young, get, get get him get him in there and Barking saying so I mean, this ain't good enough, lads. Come on, step up. And we didn't have one of them in the team yesterday I'm going through the team sheet now. Yeah, it's down to a character thing. It's got to come from within the players and they, they failed the manager yesterday for me. Um and like you say, they give them their chance and they didn't do it.
1: Without um without wishing to open up too many wounds from, from yesterday, what um let's just have a little look. Not a, well, let's have a little chat about about the the goals then. Um, first of all the Villa goal I thought it was uh, I thought it was well worked and, and well finished I thought it came out of nowhere really so I don't think we ever mm-hmm. really put when I say concerted pressure we had a lot of the ball but I don't think we ever kind of battered down their goal I don't know what the stats said about shots on target but I don't think their their keeper was you know I think he had a quieter afternoon than he was probably probably expecting um, what did you think about the Villa goal
0: yeah the, the only time they moved it quickly they was in and scored so yeah the, one such two sort touched t- t- stuff and it opened it up and Sanson finished pretty well first goal for Villa um, good finish and like you say fewer touches moving it quickly that's what happens you, you can find them gaps and that's that's what Villa didn't do after that they, they were taking too many touches they were like you say strolling around like a training game they were trying flicks and tricks and yeah it was just getting to get the job done move it quickly bit of tempo didn't see that after that but good goal from Sanson um, the, so happens- Sans-
1: the Sanson things yeah <laughs> You know, if he does leave, which we think probably be January or, or in the summer, yeah.
0: you know, somebody
1: says, well, you know, what was it like at Villa? Was it? Com-? So no, no, no it, was, it wasn't completely wasted. I scored a consolation goal in a in a in a, in a FA Cup humiliation against a, a team from some seventy places below. So I felt felt for him. You know, he actually kind of I would say milked it. He didn't quite do the El Ghazi kind of uh, <laughs> giving it the big and after the Penenka at, uh, at Barrow. But I think he had blue kisses to all four all, all four corners of the... Uh, yeah,
0: he was loving it, wasn't he? All, all, yeah. all
1: four uh, stands at Villa Park. So I, I thought that could have been his moment. um yeah. But yeah, so the... I think the the Dendonka one. Who do you blame there? Do you blame Olsen or do you blame Dendonka or a combination of the two? It's
0: got, yeah, sitting on the fence, I blame the combination of the two, but Dendonka, it's got to be Dendonka. It's got to be. Olsen's is fine into Dendonka. Um, he's just, he's just, yeah, sleeping. He's he could he come and come and show for it, but then he's just sloppy, very sloppy. Um, I'm blaming Dendonka there, gotta be better on the ball. Um, seeing the game out, um, yeah, too slow. And yeah, like you say, he was away, oh, he, he was away with the fair, he's dunker can't be blaming Olsen for that. He was crisp past into his feet. Um, like you say, looking back, just get rid, don't you? Hoof it up the pitch and, and see how we go, but. Then Duncan, yeah, um, lacks in concentration. He has that in his game. Concentration goes goes missing for a bit, and yeah, shocking. I that,
1: shocking. That was the that was the one that obviously gifted them the way back in. And then after that, honestly, I mean, you could see that Stevenage had the tiles up. Um, you know that uh, their chairman must have been a bit annoyed that they didn't kind of see out the draw then and get get yeah, you man. know get the cash tills registered. You know, cash tills going for the for the replay, but. I don't know mate. You 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 give me your like I said, I don't don't want to go on about it too much because we've all seen it with our own eyes, but you you give me your take on that on that corner. Yeah, yeah. I've
0: seen it many a time the cat and fiddle. Um yeah, get out to him. I don't think you so do that. Spice.
1: I don't think I don't think the cat and fiddler do that. I think you'd no. all be, even if you'd all had 10 points the night before, I think you'd all be switched no. on to no just basics, it's it is, just isn't absolute it? basics. Um I don't know. Then I think Watkins is the first one to react too late, and then he just kind of dangles a leg, doesn't really make an effort to to stop it, and then it goes in at the near post. and Olsen's caught, you know, caught Napping as well. And I don't think I, don't, you know, I thought I thought that the defeat was deserved. I thought I thought yeah. Stephen deserved the win, and and Villa Villa got what the, we got what we deserved.
0: Yeah, it was comical, wasn't it? Really, the last five minutes it really was. Steve Evans was quite good afterwards. Um... You said, yeah, as soon as that, that first goal went in, Villa, Villa, Villa went back. There was fear in their faces and they was camped in for that corner. I think it was Buendia, gave the ball away cheaply, led to the corner. And Villa, was, I think I think nearly all the players were in the six-yard box, expecting a, a ball into the box. And then and Evan said to his, his player, Campbell, go and get it. You got it. And then raw put it in. And Villa got what they, they deserved, Matt, as you said. Yeah, totally got what they deserved. And um, yeah, just embarrassing.
1: So, run. I saw a quote. I think it was on Football Focus on Saturday afternoon from uh, Gianluca Vialli. God, God rest his soul, saying that um, there's no there's no such things as losses. You either you either win or you learn. Um, and I tweeted awesome. something, I you something stupid. Like afterwards, like so I remember when he was playing Sunday League and was on a kind of ten game learning run. Um, <laughs> and I think, listen, it's, it's scant consolation at the moment because you know. We all wanted a trip to Stoke in the next round. It's not too far away, just up the M6, and that would have been a decent one. And with respect to Stoke, a, a, a match we thought we could have gone and be competitive and potentially won, we all know we've got this kind of long trophy trophy drought hanging over us. So that, to me, is going to take a little bit of getting over, but it's done now. We can't affect it. You know, it's going to be next season before we enter cup competitions again. But I suppose the long-winded question is, what do you think? What was the main learning point then? What 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 did we learn from 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 that yesterday?
0: It's got to be that the players aren't aren't up to it. Surely some of them aren't. Um, or a men- mentality issue within the group as well. They've seen off two managers now, the majority of them, and just the manner of the performance, the the body language of of a few really stunned the, the new manager. First time he's seen that happen and he was taken aback by it. He really was. He was cut up in his press conference, Matt. I haven't seen him like that before. He was with us for, for a good 12, 12, 15 minutes, quite long for Emory. Right? Um, I think one of the, the one of the lads asked him, did the players let you down? And Emory we went on a bit of a bit, bit of a rant. Um saying they didn't do what, what he asked against Wolves either. And again, they did the same today. They were they were poor for him. So it's a bit of a, a wake-up call for the manager as well. And what we've learned from it. Yeah, the, I mean the players have fouled the, the supporters again, as they did at the start of the season with the woman the that went on. I think the question mark that are the players up to it? Is the is the, it comes out to that, that recruitment again? Is it all that it's been made up to be kind of thing? Is it are are are, are we that good enough? And we said that as well it, um, afterwards as well. So are we that good? Are, are we, should we be pushing on for? Top 10 European football, or are we mid table fodder? Not sure. We, we'll find out in the remaining, we've got 20 games left now, so we'll find out then.
1: So the players who did step in yesterday from, you know, you wouldn't consider automatic starters. You know, we don't have to go through them one by one, but you're looking at the goalkeeper, who's obviously had question marks asked of him a, a few times. You've, you're looking at um, Bednarek, or should you imagine we'll be going back anyway? You're looking at Dendonka, you're looking at Morgan Sanson, even Chambers, who seems to have gone off the ball a little bit. Um, I've probably missed missed a few, might, might have missed one or two there, but what do you see? You know, it's rattle through, Mash, but what, what, what do you see the future holding for, for, for those kind of half a dozen players I've just named?
0: They're just second rate, second right, aren't they, really? They're, they're not going to stay in this, not going to be a first in regular at are they? Um, it's like you say, I mean, been, Bednarek, he's he can get in the Southampton side. Wolves didn't want Dendonka. Um And yeah, like you say, it's, just, it's all second-rate signings, really. In, when, when they've had the chance, that they haven't taken it, really. Um, so yeah, I think recruitment needs, needs to be taken a look at. Thankfully, I think Emery's going to do his own stuff regarding re- recruitment. So Alex Moreno from Betis, the left-back. he's. I expect him to come in this week. Definitely an Emery signing that one. And um, so hopefully the, the manager gets gets a, a more more of a say in this as opposed to, I think Johan Lang's had a bigger say before with with his, his data-driven recruitment model and, and this, that and the other. So hopefully Emery, Emery gets the chance to, to shape his squad how he see fits. And I'm sure he'll be back by the owners to do so. So what we've learned and the players are up to it, where, where Villa want to be, and where, where Villa want to kick on. So yeah, second-rate recruitment. Um, a few people have mentioned since Jack Grealish left. There's I mean, there's eight players that started yesterday, um, that signed since Grealish left. So it, it shows you that they've been beating at home to Stephen not good enough.
1: I mean, I suppose it's starting the obvious as well, isn't it? But you don't you don't sign players to strengthen your bench, do you? So it's clearly no. we've said this before on the podcast that it's it's strengthening your first team, and then the knock on effect knock on effect to that is that the players who were in your first team become your substitutes, basically. Uh, so, you make, you reckon there could be as many as three, Ash, year this this month?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, I think there could be three in and there'll be a few out as well. Um, yeah, no no, no, no. Nicamba no yesterday, he's nowhere to be seen again, Nicamba, so I expect him to go as well. Gilbert, Sanson, like we mentioned, he, he could head out as well. Augustinson could go back now, he's picked up a bad injury, I'm told, as well, with the new left-back coming in. So, yeah, it could be a few ins and outs, three, three, four, as many as that, I think, and... Yeah, these next couple of games really intrigue me, Matt, against Leeds and Southampton. They really do. Um, first yeah, they're expected to win. We're home to Leeds on Friday and their way to Southampton who've struggled at the bottom of the league, aren't they? So they, these next two weeks will be will be telling they're really well.
1: What um what shape are the are the are the, the squad in a couple of injuries? With McGinn's still a couple of weeks off. Um we've got what what did, did Emery say anything about cash or was he too too busy <laughs> apologising for the performance
0: that's my mistake, I asked him about the injuries he said I don't know, don't know so uh, I think he weren't, weren't in the mood to, to answer that one, but um, Cash has picked up a groin injury, so it's, it's a new injury for him, it's not a recurrence of his hamstring injury not sure on Cash yet, Augustinson I think it might be ankle ligament damage, he'll have a scan today, so the likelihood he could head back to Sevilla cut short his loan spell, especially with Alex Moreno coming in now, left back as well a penny for Luca Dean's thoughts, really. Luca Dean, big money signing last this time last year, wasn't it? In January. The fact that coming come in and the first sign he's making is a is a left-back. I'd love to see whether that kicks Luca Dean on or whether, whether he does a Matt Target and says, you know what, I'm going. Uh, we'll see with that one. But um, John McGinn, he'll be assessed ahead of Leeds this week. I'm not sure of the severity of his hamstring injury. Is a grade one or grade two or whatnot. So we'll find out uh, an update in them through this week. Diego Carlos is back in February, Matt. He's ahead of schedule. So he's back next month. I don't want to make it Carlos. I mean I've never done my Achilles. I was speaking to, to Gary Thompson yesterday. He said it could be a bad one, you know, doing your Achilles like that. It takes the, the pace out. Yeah, you, you do a lot with your Achilles, you're jumping, you're competing for balls with it. So I'm I'm a bit wary of Diego, Diego Carlos coming straight back in, given given he snapped his Achilles. Nasty injury, that one. So he, like you say, Emory's confidence he'll be back next month. That's a bit, bit, of a boost for, the, for those defensive ranks. That's it, really. That's that's it. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll be. I was when I walked, when I trudged away from Villa Park last night. I thought, Christ, I, I don't know whether I want to come back. I, you know, I don't want to come back to this 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 place <laughs> in a rush. But now, now, now I've had a, a, an eve to sleep on it. I just hope that we can turn up on Friday and, and put in a good performance and, yeah. and get some of that get some of that optimism back. Uh, that's before I let you go, Ash, just a bit of trivia that the the fella who um. Fellow sits down the road from me in the top of the top of the Trinity wondered over. I mean, this probably wandered over on about 75 minutes when it was just petering out, you know, we thought it, was, you know, just to entertain me. I think he, he asked yeah. me, I don't know whether this was said on some TV commentary or something. He said, do you know why Villa are allowed to have triangular corner flags in the FA Cup? Do you know, do you know what that is? No, go on. Apparently, um, this, I'm in Wikipedia here, mate, so you know, I'd leave no stone unturned with my research. Um, the use of triangular corner flags in English football is a regular occurrence based upon traditional achievements. Tradition holds that only clubs that have won the FA Cup have the right to use triangular corner, flag, corner flags, uh, rather than the square ones. So there you go, mate. So I'd threaten, I'd threaten to just take our triangular corner flag unless we win this bloody competition again. I think that should uh, should take our take our triangular corner flags off us. But um, that must have been what what the the defence were looking at, mate. I think during <laughs> the um, yeah, during the last minute of the game, but. Uh, <laughs> All right, listen, I'll leave you going in peace. Um mm-hmm. we will catch up again. Um, I think we'll probably try and do something pre-leads. Um, me and Dan Rollinson will probably hope you won't be drowning our sorrows like on, on Friday night. Hopefully, we'll have something to, to to celebrate on Friday night. So we'll definitely be back for a, a yeah. post-leads pod, podcast as well. But um, yeah, another another year, lads. Um, this time next year. I've got a feeling our names on the cup <laughs> next year, mate. I can feel it. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for everybody who's, who's Put left left notes in the comments. Um, Yeah, until next time, up the Villa.